Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2014, and oh, uh, forever or something, and beyond. He doesn't yeah, listen right. to our own show. What a jerk! <laughs> no, it's, it's been a very actually, it's been a very short week. I feel Dude. like we were just here. I know, it does feel Damn. like that. Fuck, right? God, every day just drags and drags and drags. Well, you guys, if we, if we me down. If we just wouldn't do this podcast every day, maybe. Anyways, I'm Ryan. To my right is James. To my left is Brad. And we have guests with us today. Introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, I'm John Hozak. Hi, John. And How are I'm you today? Good. I'm great. Um, and Amanda's here too, but she doesn't want to talk, so I'm not going <laughs> to give her the microphone. We'll, we'll get her on there eventually. <laughs> but Amanda yeah, just, just punched him in the face. Just getting, <laughs> tap me on the shoulder when you need the microphone. It's getting one eventually. And uh, John, what brings you to our fine establishment? And by establishment, I mean my home today. <laughs> um, so I am promoting a film I'm making this fall. Uh, it's called Pater. It's a, uh, a sci-fi thriller. Uh, thriller might be a bit misleading. It's pretty slowly paced, I think, and uh, methodical. Yes, um, that it's thriller in you know your 2001: A Space Odyssey thriller type mm. of thing. You know. You put the tension there, and you just let it lay out. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we're we're shooting in November, and uh, I'm excited to be here. What's the premise of your movie? Um, so yeah, I've been telling people it's like Cormac McCarthy's The Road, only in outer space. Uh, so we've got. James looks like he just shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing over there? Um, so I've got two aliens, um, one really elderly character, and then one um, who is really young. And they're essentially flying through space looking for planets um, that are, you know, giving off transmissions or anything like that. Um, And so we join them as they're flying towards one of these planets. Um, And uh, it's kind of what what they find there that drives the story forward. And it it really is about, you know, the after effects of war, you know, whether war is something that's in nature uh, or whether it can be avoided. Sorry, you you said Cormac McCarthy's the road, and I freaked out. <laughs> so, what, what I'm, I'm totally in now. What what inspired you to? Come um, up with this? well, the concept came from our co-producer and uh, VFX coordinator, Mikey Pounds. Um, which coincidentally, coincidentally, he actually gave me my concept for my last movie I made too. Uh, but yeah, he just pitched it to me in a bar after a festival we saw at the Bug, um, and I loved it. And kind of building off of that, I've uh, been a long-time Carl Sagan fan, and uh, a lot of the thematic content in my film uh, just is really sc- screams Carl Sagan. So you've got Matthew McConaughey in it? <laughs> no, Ma- Matthew McConaughey is not in it. Um, although, props to him for getting his career back on the serious track and <laughs> not playing a pretty boy anymore. Have you seen Mud? I have... <laughs> I have not seen Mud yet. You so. should totally see Mud. It's really great. Okay. I'm every every podcast, James tells us we should need to see Mud because he yeah. watched it that have week. Have you fucking done it yet? No. No, because I don't want to spend $19 on that movie. I will, I will bring it to you. You better bring it to me. That, that was my subtle hint to you that I'm not going to pay to see that movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Dallas Buyers Club looks good. It does. Uh, so yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we just launched uh, our Kickstarter a uh, week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, that's rolling right now. Um, but everything is really centered through our Facebook page. That's, uh, just facebook.com slash Pater the film, uh, all one word, Pater with a T. I was just going to ask, how do you do a sci-fi movie on a budget? Uh, you get really clever. Uh, so 
our Kickstarter goal right now is five thousand dollars, um, and really most of that's going to go towards building the inside of a spaceship. Yeah, um, which is one of our primary sets. Uh, everything else we're trying to shoot on location. Uh, we're planning on going down to the sand dunes. Mm. So hopefully that'll give us you know a kind of desolate alien landscape uh, look that we're going for. Very Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> so you must have a very talented set designer then. Uh, we've got several very talented set designers. Um, you can see their bios are on our Kickstarter page. Uh, Matthew Plum, uh, Garrett Schreffler, and uh, Brian uh, Harold. I almost, I always want to call him Brian Murphy because his email address is Murphy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense to me. It drives me crazy. Uh, but yeah, those guys have been working away. Um, we're building some spacesuits too, so I'm excited about that. Um, I've been trying to jump in a little bit. I know it's not my job to do their <laughs> job, but it's so much fun. Um, so yeah, most of the money's going towards our department. Um, and we're really, you know, most people are working for free and we're, we're just begging everybody we can. Stylistically, what do you think the, what would you compare the inside of that ship or the, the, the design of that world to be like? Well, uh, we have a couple ideas that we've really been repeating. Uh, one of them is, uh, I, I have to quote somebody, I don't know where the quote is from, but, uh, somebody was talking about Star Wars and they said that, you know, the future is old. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we really want to incorporate in that, you know, this is great technology, but this is great technology that's been flying around space for a long time and probably isn't in great shape. Uh, so yeah, things like the old Star Wars, Firefly, it's kind of have this scavenger look to it. Um, but that also we, you know, we really want to go away from a lot of aliens and movies have a lot of stuff that intrinsically looks human mm-hmm. and we're trying to kind of add these aquatic vibes into hmm. the creatures so that we can get away a little bit from, you know, having alien technology look awfully a lot like human technology. And how do you do that? Uh, you don't have to give away secrets. Try to, uh, just try to get your imagination going. I, I know it's, there's a certain irony in humans trying to come up with things that are non-human. Um, and yeah, it's extremely difficult and hopefully, uh, we can pull it off. And when it's done best, it's like creepy and weird and you don't want to be friends with HR Geiger and like, <laughs> you just want that guy to stay over there and not come to your house. So... Well, yeah, I actually my the last film I made was kind of a, a psychological thriller horror thing. Um and that's really kind of feel like where I want my home to be. So even though this this film is a little different, uh it's definitely going to have some of those darker vibes to it. So how did you get started in film? Uh engineering school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I spent a semester in engineering school and was like I need to get a as far away from this as possible <laughs> uh, and film seemed pretty far away from that um, so yeah I started at the Colorado Film School in the spring of 2011 um, and really kind of just fell in love with the community there and that's really kind of where I've grown from and uh, how you've made one feature no, just one other short one short I'm sorry um, and what was your other short called again I'm sorry it's called Cracks cracks um and it's in the festival submission process right now um hopefully it'll get screened around town and i can let you guys know about that soon um but yeah it's a psychological thriller that kind of has like rosemary's baby vibes where the character isn't sure whether <laughs> the person is going crazy or whether they're going crazy or whether crazy things are happening James gave me a look because that's the second time we've heard it this week. <laughs> rosemary <laughs> baby stuff that's true not that we not because we hear it a lot it's just funny that that uh um cord keeps getting hit well it's a great movie 
I hope that chord continues to get hit. It's one of those movies that I saw a while ago, but I um, I refuse to watch Polanski movies anymore. <laughs> um, it, it's a personal choice, but uh, no, that's cool. So you went from engineering school to being a filmmaker. If you had to describe your style, what kind of style would you say your filmmaking is? Um, well, I mean, you know, I've, I've done some art outside of filmmaking, and I guess that's kind of trying to draw a metaphor is the best way to do it. Um, as an artist, I'm really a process artist that um, I'd say, unlike other directors, I don't have incredibly strong visions going into films, but that I've developed a process that, you know, I kind of just, you know, extract a script, um, let the people I'm working with do their jobs, um, and really focus on, on kind of technical points. Um, instead of creative points. And um, I always surprise myself with how well creative decisions come out when they're motivated by technical decisions. That's the first time I've heard a response like that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, good. So what inspires you then? What inspires you to make movies that you make? Um, well, I get inspiration from everywhere. Um, like I already mentioned, this particular movie, uh, Carl Sagan, NASA, uh, Space, uh is definitely a, a huge inspiration. Um, you know, deeper than that, I uh, ha- have a little bit of uh, a fandom for art theory, and it's just like, you know, I think films should be giving something back. Um, you know, we ask people to pay money to go, you know, spend time on a Friday night to watch our films. Um, I think they should leave with something more than a smile. And how, and how do you give back to the audience then? Um by asking the right questions, um, I think the my favorite films are films that um, you know are are poetic in that sense, where they ask you a question that you can apply to your own personal life um, and helps make you a better person, help helps make the culture better. Um, I don't want to get too specific into what that is because everybody has different opinions on on everything, um, which is why I, I try to stay away from making statements and just asking questions. How do you feel about Prometheus? <laughs> we talked about this earlier um I, lo- I loved prometheus i know uh a lot of my friends that i've talked to that are even ridley scott and sci-fi fans didn't like it as much um but i you know especially that uh the kind of mythology and and uh i almost almost theology aspect of the movie where it's like exploring the idea that there physically is something that created us um, and it doesn't like us anymore. And it doesn't like us anymore. Well, you know, the it not liking us anymore, I, I almost feel like is more of a statement. Or, you know, yeah. where it's like, I like that they asked the question. I didn't like as much that they tried to answer it. Um, but it also, it, it, it fit in the whole, you know, that everything occurs in this natural universe and that the universe has laws. Um I don't know. It was it was really awe inspiring. Uh, the whole movie was beautiful, and I I felt like the uh, the content was deep enough that I you know I got to move the leave the movie theater and you know think for a week about it and you know maybe learn something about myself or about the world that I didn't know before. That's for all why, of you listening at home, James is getting a huge man crush because <laughs> you keep on hitting all the hot uh, buttons for him. Cormac McCarthy, NASA, <laughs> space, you like Prometheus. James is like, oh my god, I want to marry yeah. this guy. No. Civil unions are legal in Colorado, James, so knock yourself out. Well, well, 
I haven't yeah. been paying attention. Obviously. Oh, good, um, good for Colorado. The feeling is mutual, James. Well, yeah, before we <laughs> b- before we even went into the movie, we got to, I mean, we talked for five minutes and uh, we were talking to Brad and we Prometheus came up and you guys were talking about what you're going to go see next week and you're, you're going to see uh, Bad, Bad Grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> and I was de- defending the counselor as a decision <laughs> over that. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, James, I think I like this But guy. James isn't on the show next week, so fuck <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be going next week, strategically. <laughs> Oh. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like James's barometer for how cool you are is how you res- <laughs> answer the question, so what do you think of Prometheus? <laughs> <laughs> and if, you're, if you say something like, that's a piece of shit, yeah. James is like, we're done. You we're, we're done. You didn't even try, did you? Yeah, that's yeah, that's usually how it works. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, uh, there's and there's hot buttons for James, too. It's the Star Trek thing. So I try to bring that up every week. Yeah. Uh, what, what is the Star the, Trek the Star thing? Trek thing did, you, did you buy uh, Star Trek Into Darkness on Blu-ray? I did not. Oh, good man. Because uh, James is pissed off because... I love that movie. Um, Paramount released different versions of the movie at different retailers. So but so you had to go to Best Buy to get, I don't know, Abrams commentary, but you had to go to Target to get the crew commentary. And James was, is pissed off because he's like, I just want what I want. Like, he deserves everything from Paramount. And I, my argument with him is he bought The Hobbit. And I said, dude, you know The Hobbit's going to have an extended edition coming out. He's like, it's totally different. It's exactly the same thing. Fuck. It's exactly the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. thing. We can't have this argument again. (laughs) I don't know. Your your fuck reaction kind of just made me think that he was right. No. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. End of interview. (laughs) There's no feasible way for me to get it. God damn it. Let's move on. So if I wanted to help kickstart your program, where could I go online to find your um well yeah, Kickstarter has like all these little numbers in the URL, so I would just direct people to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We usually have a Kickstarter link put cool. on there at least once a week. You can you can scroll down and find one. Um but yeah, Pater P A T E R the film, just Facebook.com slash Pater the film. And uh you can we've got a Twitter page, we got a blog with some uh like backstory content that's gonna get kind of gradually released until the film comes out. Um, and all that stuff is linked through our Facebook. It, Sorry, I, it's interesting. Dick. I've never heard that complaint about Kickstarter before. That and it's true. Like you ought to be able to have your thing be Kickstarter dot com slash Pater. So yeah, it's like Kickstarter dot com slash like one one five seven three eight two nine four you know some random number, and then it's slash Pater a sci fi thriller or whatever. Oh, so. that's a shame. They need to fix that. It's yeah, a little harder to plug. Yeah, that's stupid. Right? Yeah. Because how else do you, you know, like, you're, I guess you're supposed to go to Kickstarter and search for that, but... But how could you, how do you search for it if you don't know where you're going? Well, I mean, on Kickstarter, Amanda wants to say something. I knew it. I knew it. She's leaning <laughs> over. Get, get, her, her get her on the mic. Get her on the mic. Get her on the mic. All right. I'm great. Now I have to... You're talk. on a microphone. I'm on a microphone now. Um, yeah, we had a whole bunch of issues with all the numbers trying to figure out how to direct people towards it. Eventually, we just decided on directing them through Facebook because it's easier. However, apparently... If you go to Google and you search Kickstarter backslash Pater the film, ours will be the first result that pops up. Very there cool. So there's go. another alternative, but still, yeah, we just need to have a link that goes straight to it. See, I, I'm a, I'm a dummy. I, I go to I've never been to Kickstarter, so like you'd have to kind of even if you how do you search for stuff if you just I want to help someone today. 
And how do you even randomly find stuff? They've they've got a thing where like you can go through like their front page and help with things. I think I think you can yeah, even but that's look like at for like the Zach Braff movie. You know he's on no, the first no 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 page. no. I mean they try to I think they try to promote stuff that like is in its last day or two that's really close. Mm. You know. Well, okay. yeah, they have all the. I mean, on their main page, it's all the category. It's like ending soon, most funded, mm. um, in your area, so you can look for you oh, know okay. stuff that's happening locally. Um, you know, their browsing is pretty well organized, but yeah, it is a little harder to if you're looking for something specifically. Yeah. Hmm. That's Interesting. funny. Well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, love to be here. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we still got a whole show to go, guys. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for coming on an episode where we see uh, Escape Plan. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate it. Really put in the work. Um, yeah, we'll, I will. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. not there yet. This guy he expects <laughs> all movies to be like shit, no, like no. mud. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't touch my leg. <laughs> Don't touch my leg. <laughs> No, I, that was a segue into, hey, what did we see this week, Ryan? No, I have to tell people what we do first, James. Oh, fuck. This guy, these guys, when I'm not here, try to run my show, and it's horrible. <laughs> it's like the worst flow ever. I'm sorry, we tried to deviate from the uh, slash film ripoff oh. I don't even structure. Know. I don't even know it's a slash film ripoff. I've never listened to that. I don't even know, know what their podcast it's is. It's a slash film ripoff because I built it that way. Uh, well, it's horrible. I'm going to change yeah. it. <laughs> Because you know what? You know how I feel about Slash Film? The way I feel about Slash Film. If you've never listened to Real Nerds Podcast before, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast that experience to the world. James has already spoiled the movie. We saw The Tomb. I mean, uh, Escape Plan this week. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, which, The Tomb is such a cooler name for that the movie. That would have been a I such a better movie. Yeah, or but title, but they yeah. probably test screened it. Like, they did. Why is it I read about Escape it. Plan? Really? It's actually the third name. Uh, really? they kept, I forget what the other one, but it had escape in it, so the second version. But yeah, it was the Escapers. tomb, escape something, and then escape. It's plan. probably some like Midwestern midwife <laughs> or something. Like, you know, if it had escape plan, I'd go see it. <laughs> and in the end, like I was sitting in the glass half full, like overhearing conversations, and most people just called it escape. So <laughs> that didn't really matter. <laughs> Quickly, let's escape. Yeah, are let's... you seeing escape tonight? Yeah, I was like, it's escape plan. And so, uh, so yeah, stay tuned to the end of the show. We spoil the movie for you. So we will talk about the movie, play a trailer, talk about the movie some more. We'll put in a little clip uh, from the movie. EPK. Thank you. And um, I haven't even watched them yet. I'm sure there's some cool one where Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger are talking. <laughs> um, it's probably talking about the plan. Probably, yeah, yeah. the escape plan mm -hmm. out of the tomb. <laughs> um, we also talk about movies we've been watching, uh, movie news. Blu-rays coming out, comic books, box office numbers, all that kind of movie jazz. So if you like movies, I hope you like our podcast. You probably will, because it's awesome. Hey guys, I'm going to pull go into the long box, and I'm going to pull out a comic book. Whoa, whoa, are we at the whoa. end of the show already? No, fuck you guys. Throwing me off here. Wait a second, you want, there was a time where you swore that you would never move... Uh, fan mail from the beginning of the show. We don't have any fan mail, so... Oh, okay. All Sorry, right. Well, James. as long as that's checked off. All right. <laughs> I'm going to make a note to write you guys some fan mail for Thank next you. week. Thank Please you. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a phone number you can call. Still, we, we know people are listening. Still, no calls. Somebody, you see a movie? Give us a call. I, I, say, did, like, I did get shit. word on the street that we're going to get a call from Jigsaw, so stay tuned Ooh, for that. Yeah. For our Halloween Fictional episode. Character. That's going to be amazing. Yep. It's, uh, I was going to do Billy the Puppet from Saw, but he doesn't talk. What do you mean hmm. you were going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know we had the associate producer of Parker on our show. He told me that my Jason Statham was amazing. <laughs> Wait, that was you calling his Jason Statham? Yes, it was. Oh, man. man. <laughs> it's like the weirdest like, coincidence. Anyways, um, here, here's a comic book. 
What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. So, um, I've been trying to pimp this comic book for a few weeks, but I keep on getting truncated or trump trumped, trumped something, whatever. Bumped. Bumped, thank you. <laughs> uh, the word I'm looking for. Fucked. Fucked. What? <laughs> um, anyways, I was really hesitant about getting this book and uh, because the art was a little iffy on the cover. And then I said, I don't care. It's written by Max Brooks. If you don't know who Max Brooks is, Max oh. Brooks wrote World War Z, and it's a great book. And he also wrote The Survival Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. Um, fun writer. He wrote a comic book called Extinction, Plan- uh, Extinction Parade. Plans on my mind. <laughs> Extinction Parade um, is a story about a zombie plague that's happening and the vampire's, a vampire's point of view of it. Uh, first, they deem the zombies as not a threat, but then they realize that the zombies, by killing all the people, are taking away their food supply. And so it's uh, really well written, obviously, and the art's better in the book. Um, it's it's really fascinating, and the zombies don't notice the vampires because they're already dead. So the vampires are trying to come up with a plan to eradicate the zombies, hmm. and they have they ship that's on it's Avatar Press, and Avatar's book quality isn't always the best. Um, but I do love that they have four different covers, and one's called Extinction of the Species, and so. Um, it's a really fascinating book, and it's written by a really good writer. What uh, what kind of vampires? I'm um, just vampires. Well, I mean, like, not, they, they don't they don't glow in the um, the sunlight. I mean, like, are they like traditional Romanian kind of vampires? No, like, do they feel no. like Dracula, or do they feel like uh, Interview with a Vampire vampires? Uh, kind of like Interview with a Vampire vampires. Cool. And there's uh, they they have a secret society, and they have a rule where they kill people and they make it look like a homicide or an accident. And um, so the first two, uh, the first two issues are out, and it basically just sets up this vampire world where these vampires um, they would attack people in Vietnam, the war, or they'd push, they'd drink someone's blood and then push them in front of a bus. So it looks like it's they've been murdered or it's an accident, and then they slowly realize that these this zombie plague that started is starting to affect their food source, and so they have to have a meeting about what they're going to do. And it's really fascinating, and there's a really great like two-page spread with all these zombies in it and there's just one zombie in particular that's really cool she's like in the bottom panel and uh she's pregnant and her baby zombies eating her stomach that's really cool oh <laughs> <laughs> and it'll give you nightmares uh but yeah you should check it out it's a, it's a different book um well written and then they also have there's a like a great two-page thing when you ask me what kind of vampires they are mm-hmm. and the main character is this woman a vampire and she talks about the misconceptions of vampires and how they really are and it has a Twilight, uh, the Dracula vampire. Underworld. <laughs> Underworld. Dude, I Frankenstein's trailer. I want to see that. That's yeah. my Hansel and Gretel next year. That's, that, <laughs> I, I, was, I got so excited for January. <laughs> January is this really great time where we've just gone through all of the end of the year coverage stuff. And you know we've watched all the movies we missed and tried to talk very intelligently about what we liked. And then January comes around. You just get to watch shit every week. And it's yeah. so much fun. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> so... As soon as you know, I was watching it, and then all of a sudden it says from the producers of Underworld. I'm like, yeah, there it I is. Like, I'm in. There it is. It looks it's just awful. like it. And he's like, like when he takes out those like just weird looking battleless sword things at the end. It's like I, I don't know why those are there. We're and they're fighting gargoyles. Movie. Yeah, I, guess. I don't. Who cares? who cares? Yeah, there's that one that guy. Is it rated PG-13 though? That's a bummer. No, I think it's had a PG-13 before the movie. Oh. like on the radio. Well, they, I mean, maybe they just pulled that off because like there's no blood because he's just killing gargoyles. And That's yeah, true. when he cuts them, they fall to stone or yeah. something. And and they'll they'll utilize the one fuck, and it'll be it'll be mediocre enough to be awesome, you know. <laughs> 
We'll be he'll be like, Go to hell, fuck. No, that was horrible. <laughs> right, no, yeah. You're a writer. Do you write something better? <laughs> I I'm sorry, I just came out of escape plan. I can't think of really good one liners. You're horrible. Because <laughs> what are you talking about? Did, escape plan was full of one liners. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Sorry. But see, you could have something like, uh, see, I already wrote one better than you. So, you know, Frankenstein drops down and he chops the wings off one of the gargoyles and it's like writhing around on the ground. He's like, I may be dead, but you're fucked. <laughs> see? <laughs> already better. Already better. You're right. You're right. That was just gold. It was. I really uh, wish I could sit in on an executive's meeting when they're <laughs> trying to come up with movies. You just to did. <laughs> trying to figure out. <laughs> and it's like, what if... Frankenstein was an action hero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And Fifty million dollars. <laughs> wait, wait. Roll with who's it. Who's Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah. We're Aaron Eckhart. So he's many... kind of attractive. <laughs> I, I got one more question. How many times do we say fuck in the movie? Once. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> because there's PG-13. even that like <laughs> beefcake scene where he like rips off his shirt. Like, Since when is Aaron Eckhart that guy? Uh, I think he's always kind of been that guy, right? Like, well, like a like a beefcakey like. No, he's like. No, I think he's always been like a cut guy, though. If I remember well, his I movies mean, correctly. I, I mean, he's he's you know fit, but I don't think of him as like a guy that See, takes his shirt off. Yeah, but he's a he's an attractive guy. We can ask the one woman here. You can just nod. You don't have to be on the mic. Or you're not an Aaron Eckert guy. <laughs> so what's what's your actor? What's your barometer for hot? different things but one thing that i can throw out since we saw escape plan is really jim cavazell was the only thing that made yeah. that movie remotely worthwhile <laughs> um, spoilers um, i enjoyed his performance incredibly and i think he's a great actor and i think it was particularly interesting to see his typical role completely reversed and mm-hmm. him as the villain and as the jailer because i felt that there were a lot of neat parallels between his performance and the Count of Monte Cristo, mm. but in reverse. Yeah, down an nice old school one. one. Yeah, I, I love think that what too. she just said is that she, in terms of good-looking actors, Jim is where it's at. Jim's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, yeah. My wife is a Chris a, Hemsworth fan. <laughs> it's a movie where the where uh, Jesus says fuck. It is. Yeah. Anyway, Dude, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get, if, if I, if, oh yeah, if I was if I was Jesus, I'd say fuck all the time. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And punch zombies' heads off and shit with fish. <laughs> You're like, hey, what are you talking about? There is a short called The Fist of Jesus where Jesus punches zombies' heads off and kills them with fish. It's awesome. It's awesome. We and saw a short last night. Yeah, that was great. Divine Intervention where Jesus rocks a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> we have the second coming yep. in modern day. And- <laughs> <laughs> that must be like a like a well to go to now is Jesus, yeah. like as an action star. Yeah. I swear I saw something else like Space there Space Jesus or something. It's a short ice. We we named an episode Space Jesus. We did. <laughs> but there's another one. It's not it's something like that, but Jesus as an action star. Hmm. Yeah, I think biblical parodies are that's, that's are hot, hot right, right now, now. <laughs> yeah. Especially when Noah comes out maybe next year. <laughs> Man. If that movie comes out well. You know, the Bible's great, but if it just had more explosions. (laughs) And giants. (laughs) If Noah could fight really big people, that would be great. (laughs) That would be sweet. Right? Dude, he built an ark because when the floods came, it wasn't just to protect the animals. It's to save the world from titans. Oh, shit. It was the tsunami (laughs) from from the big giants stepping in the ocean. And see, Noah would be someone like Chris Hemsworth, like a total beefy guy, and he, like, rips off his shirt and shit. No. (laughs) Russell Crowe is a is who I would think of as a big beefy guy who rips off his shirt. A- Aaron Eckhart is not a big beefy r- r- shirt ripping guy. You just don't know your Aaron Eckhart. I'm sorry. I, I guess I don't. I guess I don't. 
Well, I got I, I got to go watch in, No Reservations in defense, again. What can we name any other movies where Aaron Eckert rips off his shirt? Oh, no man. reservations. Oh no, he doesn't. I'm only thinking of like Dark Knight and Thank You for Smoking. Uh, right, paycheck. Right, paycheck. I guess. Yeah. I've never seen it. No, he, um, no. I have. I own that movie. He doesn't rip his shirt off. Just yeah, but he could. Is what we're saying. <laughs> 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 you know, it's a John Woo movie, so he'd it's be about the ripping off his shirt, and doves would be flying behind him. Oh, dude, dude. oh, paycheck would have been so good if that happened. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen yeah. that movie in a while. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. You know, what's great is we, DVD, we see movies every week, and this is what we saw this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Yes, great segue. Uh, so we all saw a movie together, but uh, fuck, you, fuck you guys. I'm going to talk about what I saw first. Fine. Um, I finished watching all my Friday 13s on Blu-ray. Um, they look great. Uh, except I didn't see Jason X on Blu-ray. Me and Brad, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so that was fun. I think the 2009 uh, remake of Friday 13s maybe one of the better remakes of a horror movie. Hmm. Um, I liked what they did with the character of Jason. Made him interesting. And there's lots of boobs in it. You know, what you look for on a Friday the 13th. Um, I also watched a movie. I... I watch a lot of horror movies, you guys know this, and when I went and saw Hatchet 3 by myself... Aww. Because you're the saddest horror kid in camp. No, no I went to uh, the C Film Center, and it was only uh, there for like three days or something, and only one showing a night at 9.45, mm. so I went Sunday, and when I went there, I was the only one in the theater. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, before Hatchet 3 played, they had a trailer for a movie called Stitches about a killer clown, and I'm like, yeah, it looks all right. But I was at Best Buy like two weeks ago and it was two ninety nine on DVDs. I'm like, oh, fuck it, who cares? I'll get it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, it, it, it's kind of funny at the beginning because um, Stitches is this clown that gets he goes to this kid's birthday party and he's late because he's banging some chick, and then he's hauling ass up to the street to the kid's like party and he almost runs over the kids. That's pretty funny, <laughs> and. Uh, so he goes and performs for these kids, and while he's performing for these kids, uh, they all just pick on him and call him a, a wanker. You know, they're English. It's really funny. And a little fucker. And uh, So they tie his shoelaces together, and then they push him over, and he trips and falls and stabs himself in the eye with a knife. Hmm. Um, and he dies. But End of movie. Yes, end of movie. Ten years later, where he's buried, they, oh. they create like this mythology where clowns all have their faces painted on eggs. And that represents their soul. I don't know. It's really what? stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, and so Stitch has never got to finish his birthday party. And I guess there's another clown thing where they have to finish their <laughs> birthday party. Um, so 10 years later, he comes back to this kid's 16-year, 16, 17-year-old birthday party where all his friends are back. And uh, so he comes back to life and starts murdering them all. There's one he- cool part where he... Punts this kid's head off. That's pretty sweet. Does he do like clown-related re- murders where like he yep. he's got a flower and it sprays acid in their face? No, that's the Joker. Um, but he well, but he takes an umbrella and jams it through some chick's eye and then opens it. Does that count? <laughs> well, and then there's what this, happens to her head? Uh, nothing. The eyeball pops out. Oh, like it's not. He doesn't like stab it through her head. No, she he stabs it through her head and the eyeball pops out. Then he opens it. It opens on the other side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. on the, oh, I got it. Now. I didn't know that's so I, hard to I explain. <laughs> Well, I thought his, I thought he was still whole, like... And then he kills a cat in it. It was pretty funny. He's like, how many lives do <laughs> you have? Him. And he's like, one, two, three! And he hits it on this wall, like, nine times. <laughs> and there's blood everywhere. Was your I wife bet, in the room? No, because she'd cry and get annoying, so that's good. <laughs> um, 
you guys don't know, we have three cats in this house, unfortunately. Um, so <laughs> 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 it's all right. There's some funny parts in it. It's kind of dumb, though. Like, there's this part where he's, like, walking through a cemetery to find the kids, and they're hiding behind, like, one headstone, and he doesn't see them, but you can... S- <laughs> The way it's shot is like you can see where the kids are and you can see where Stitches is walking. You're like, wait, I can I can see him from Stitches' point of view because the camera's behind him and I see them. <laughs> it's like, where are you kids at? Yeah, whatever. Well, he's missing an eye, right? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Maybe he can't see. Maybe it's his peripheral <laughs> vision that's fucked up. Who knows? Yep. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> me and Brad also went and saw Jason X at the Alamo which is the 10th installment of Friday the 13th. Oh, that's what the X is for. Where Jason goes to space. Um, <laughs> it also stands for extreme. It does, <laughs> extreme. That's what they did in the Because it was made 2000s. in the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it was made in 2000, and it sat on a shelf oh. for two years, and then they released it. Oh, wow. The week before Spider-Man. So, <laughs> uh, Good decisions. It's the lowest grossing Friday the 13th in the franchise. Um, I think it made $12 million, something like that. And... Uh, it, it, you know, it's one of the Friday the 13th. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. Um, it gets a little goofy. Uh, it gets a kind of sci-fi channel-ish. Um, well, it's in space. Like, yeah. That movie That movie is, was pitched as goofy. But I do I do love the opening to the movie where um, David Cronenberg is the, one of the scientist guys. And he has such a great line. They're going to cryogenically freeze Jason, of course, because they can't kill him. And they're going to... And Rowan is the heroine of the movie. And... She says, wait, what are you doing? Why are you taking him across? He's lined up for being frozen. And Cronenberg has a great line. He says, no, I want him soft because he wants to do experiments on him. Uh, it's great. I love that part where Jason kills all the military guys and stalks Rowan. And even it's pretty good when he first wakes up on the ship. Uh, but then it takes a weird turn where he gets blown to bits and he turns into what they call Uber Jason, and he's... Oh, is that when he gets, like, the super future yeah. mask that's all made out of metal yeah. or whatever? and, like, half his body's animatronic and... Why? Because I guess it's supposed to be cool. Because space. Yeah. It's and, 400 years in the future. Yeah, 400 years. And and supernatural evil has evolved. <laughs> it well, has. it's nanobots. It's not nanobots. Yeah. Nanobots. Yeah. Oh, nanobots oh, oh his, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Clearly I wasn't it's paying... It's science, I, James. I didn't understand it was <laughs> nanobots. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. See, he trashes that, but he's like, oh, and Prometheus, when this one thing <laughs> falls into water, it builds no, humans. No, it was the way that Brad, Brad explained it to me, like, oh, it's nanobots. I was like, oh, 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 yeah, you're right. <laughs> Brad, what do you think of Jason X? Uh, it's sillier than I remember, and it's like the production value is very sci-fi channel movie. Um, but uh, the one thing that bugged me this time around is like, they ha- I think halfway through the movie, they go like rattle off a list of things they did to try and kill Jason that didn't work. None of them was just burn him. Or chop off his head. <laughs> well, even chop <laughs> yeah. They could still get fused together, but if you just turn him into dust, I mean, yeah. good luck. But, you know, I, my favorite scene in the, actually, my favorite scene in the whole movie is when he's taking out all the marine people, where he's kind of stalking them in the cargo bay. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty badass. Um, but, yeah, it gets really goofy um, when he's, like, jumping from ship to ship, and yeah. as the ship ships are exploding, and he's going from, like, outside to space to another ship and breaking into them. It's kind of lame. So, so was this the last one before they rebooted it? No, they after this one they made Freddy versus Jason. Oh, that's right. Well, but it's the last like it's the last Jason solo movie. Yeah. So, how do they kill him at the end of this movie? Um, he <laughs> re-enters Earth's atmosphere and disintegrates. Okay. So in the future, on fire. So burning yeah. him worked. <laughs> yeah. 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 
So it comes right it didn't burn in. off his mask, though. It fell in the, it fell in the in conveniently the Crystal Lake. Yeah, or some lake. <laughs> Crystal Lake 2, because yeah. it's Earth 2. Oh. Because they dried up all the natural resources on Earth 1. Yep. You know what would be good is... <laughs> <laughs> what would be good is a movie about like an alien race and you know you're just getting to know all these aliens and then like third act jason comes out of the lake and just kills all the aliens mm-hmm. on that planet sure <sighs> write it see what happens all right i'm, I'm <laughs> on it the, ho- uh, the holodeck sequence is pretty fun and funny yeah the holodeck sequence is cool um i mean it has like some great ideas and i'm such a friday 13th fan um that uh, you can see i have a crystal lake memories book on my coffee table uh, if you if you're a Friday Thirteenth fan or a fan of movies, that book's really awesome because it um, it delves into the history of Friday the Thirteenth, but it doesn't do it with rose colored glasses. People say mean things about people in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, they say what's wrong, and the writer and the director of that book uh, of that movie um, had to make a lot of compromises. And uh, the movie that was written and green lighted was not the movie that ended up on screen. So, cool the movie we'll never see, ever. <laughs> Until they remake it. Until they remake it. Jason X squared. Oh, dude. <laughs> Jason United. That's my X-Men 2 joke. Um, and the, uh, the last thing I saw, we all three saw. Um, actually, you know, I'll say one last thing about Jason X. They had the 35 millimeter print at Alamo. Oh, wow. And it was really washed out. Oh, so um, New Line really didn't do a good job keeping care of the Jason X print. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they have the capability to just show like a blue version. Yeah. So. They said it, and the guy who introduced it pissed me off, because I hate when people pretend that they're fans of something, and then they don't get it right. He said, uh, yeah, Jason's fought, blah, 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 he's fought Freddy, so now they're setting him in space. Uh, chronologically, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're a fan, but you don't even know, you're a fan, in quotations, and you don't even know yeah, how he, this He was also is. describing like places uh, Jason's been to, like settings-wise. Mm-hmm. Like he's Manhattan? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said, like... Uh, uh, Jason's never been like they've never done a movie underwater. I'm like, Jason basically lives underwater. <laughs> yeah. He comes out of it in each movie. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> so yeah, hasn't been paying attention apparently. Yeah, and it, yeah. So mm-hmm. you can just say, oh, I like this movie. You don't have to like pretend you're a fan because when there's real fans like me in the audience, I was gonna say bullshit, but <laughs> <laughs> there's like four of us. There. There's only four of us there, so I... <laughs> they <laughs> so would have known us. <laughs> I know what's so funny is the people next to us. We were at Alamo Draft House. You know they have those things say don't talk, don't text. And before the movie, they're saying, oh, we love coming to Alamo. We love it. They were talking through the whole fucking movie. Ugh. Yeah. And, like, I was going to put up, you know, like, these I, people I are being loud. Out a, a note. But, but then, then I'm like, we're quite... the only one else who's in here. So they're going <laughs> to know it was us. <laughs> yeah. If we get them kicked out, they're going to know. And they're going to wait for us. Well, we could probably outrun them as a really fat chick. I don't think they got us. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh. What else did we see? Around? Sometimes. I also we also we all saw Captain Phillips. Yeah, uh, the same day. So, <laughs> we went from Captain Phillips to Jason X. You know, natural progression of movies. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Captain Phillips is a true story based on a hijacking of an American cargo ship off of the Horn of Africa near Somalia, and uh, it tells a story about it. And uh, for those of you who don't know the story. It's pretty harrowing, and what happens to him, and it's another moment in American history where you realize how badass Navy SEALs are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because... This is, uh, a, this is a movie specifically for you when you forgot. Yeah. Like, if one day you're like, hey, I, I don't 
remember how badass the Navy SEALs are. You just go watch this movie. See, and if I was programming like an Alamo, I would have a night called Badass Navy SEALs. It'd start with Zero Dark Thirty and then go to Captain Phillips because <laughs> yeah. that's just proven how badass Navy SEALs are. Um, but yeah, the story is... You know what's really cool about this movie, though, is uh, Paul Greengrass, who directed it, who also did United 93. If you haven't seen United 93, you really should. It's a great movie, too. But he spends equal time explaining the heroes of the movie, Captain Phillips, and the villains, mm-hmm. um, the Somalis. And he does the same thing in United 93, where you think that you're only seeing you know one point of view of the story, and you're actually seeing two points of view. And it's it's really fascinating. And he's he's a really good director for these types of movies. Um Sometimes his shaky camera could be annoying, but it actually didn't get in the way this time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I noticed it that much. Maybe because they're on boats the whole time, yeah. so you kind of expect some wobbliness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not somebody that's ever been bothered by the Borns of the world. So no, I, I love Borns. Um, so anyway, I saw Captain Phillips actually yeah. last week, and I thought that it was really great, particularly the actors who played the Somali pirates. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. They seemed perfect for their roles. However, and I know this is really nitpicky, they almost seemed too perfect in that I was literally sitting there the entire movie thinking, did they just not let those actors have any of the craft services? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they look like they're actually going to die. They look like they're actually starving people in Somalia. Like, you can really, eat when we're done they? with this picture. <laughs> <laughs> no craft service for you. <laughs> it kind of it kind of looked that way to me. I don't know. Cause it, they, I mean, and they really did fit the role, but it was did. just like... To the point of looking unhealthy to where I was a concerned audience member for these poor actors who were being forced to work really long days without food. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, you hit it right on. Those actors are really good and they're not real actors. I read a whole article in Entertainment Weekly about how they found those guys. And they put out a casting call and I guess Minnesota is a really big Somali refugee place in America or... It's just where like Somali yeah. Americans come yeah. and... Settled. And so they put out a casting call, and they found uh, these kids there, and um, hmm. and that the the leader that uh, what's his name Muse, uh, yeah, uh, Moose Moosey or Muse, Muse, something like that, Muchi Boochies. Um, it, it was like I kept <laughs> I kept seeing the name Muse and being like, oh yeah, like the band, and then when they pronounced it, I was like, oh that that's not what I was thinking. But he he play, he plays it really well. He has oh, this like yeah. menace menace about him. Um, you know, I saw even in the trailer where he's like, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. And then he plays it really well throughout the whole movie. But it's also like I, I, I sympathize with him to some extent. Like you you hate that he is doing the things that he is doing, but you, you kind of understand why and you feel bad, if not specifically for him, for the culture and society. And, and you, you sort of understand why he's doing it and you understand the pressure he's under. Um, yeah, but they also did a great job fantastic. making you sympathetic to him, too. Yeah, because even Captain Phillips says, "Why don't you just take the thirty thousand and go?" Because the U.S. Navy is not going to let you leave. Right. Yeah. And you knew uh, if you know the story, you already know how it's going to end. But uh, let's get Tom Hanks in it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks is he does great. Die. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that and if you know the story about what happens with the Somalis and the U.S. Navy SEALs. Yeah. Like the the I mean, it's a true story. They jumped from was it twenty seven thousand feet in the air in pitch black, landed in the middle of the ocean, right next to the aircraft carrier. Got on him, waited for the opportunity, three shots dead. Yeah. I mean, that's how badass they are. They don't fuck around. It's awesome. So don't fuck with the Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah. We, and what, Lone Survivor? When does that come out? Uh, uh, this oh, week. Because that's think, another badass Navy SEAL thing. Yeah, I think it's this week, but really limited. Yeah, I think it's limited for the next couple weeks or so. 
Uh, I think that's one of those that they they may not have a wide release like scheduled. You know, they're gonna see what it does. Well, yeah. I just I knew about it the because it's the uh, Danny Dietz was one of the seals. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and he was a guy. He graduated like ten years ahead of me, so I didn't know him or anything. But he went to the same high school as me. Um, so like I don't like. Every like ceremony that we had at our <laughs> high school, pretty much the whole thing was just like Danny Dietz <laughs> <laughs> died for you to go to high school. Um, but no, I uh, that looks awesome. The yeah. Full badassery of the Navy SEALs. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and it's good. it's a really tense movie. I remember because uh, uh, these guys, these assholes, bought tickets before I could get there, so I had to sit <gasps> between two old ladies and um, you know, is that Tom Hanks? You know, did they really? <laughs> yeah, comments like that. Um, no, I mean, not that one, but comments like that, yeah. Yeah, that comment. Really, they said, is yeah, that Tom Hanks? Like, Tom Hanks is in this movie. Are, no, I'm serious. Are you fucking serious? I mean, it is his name above the poster, too, so I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it is the reason they came. Yeah. I'm just um, saying. Where was I going with this? Stay out of my booze. I don't know. Um, the, <laughs> Anybody? You were sitting, oh, the, movie, five? the movie's really tense. You were sitting next to old Oh, people. yeah, and as soon as they like killed those three Somalis, and it's not spoilers, you can watch the show on the History Channel. Um <laughs> When they kill them, they all went. <gasps> <sighs> they were this like there was this huge like tension relief sigh. Yeah, that uh, they did not know how this was going to end for the Somalis. Yeah, uh, not well. <laughs> I will say, I think the for Tom Hanks, the the best scene in this movie is directly after that when he is. You know the scene. If you've seen the movie, you know the scene I'm talking about. It's it's amazing. He's fantastic. Um, when he's no, in shock. I know what scene you're but, talking about. Yeah. It's when they bring him back onto the ship and yeah, when right. he's getting looked at by the paramedics and everything. Right. No, yeah. I had a long conversation with the people I went to see that film with because just like the realism of that scene and that's how any normal human being would react. Like you'd just break at that point. When it's it's the fact that there are visibly like three different emotions happening at the same mm-hmm. time and, and they are all uh he is drowning in all of them and it's just amazing. Um like, by all means, you know, it's too bad he got diabetes, but it was probably worth it. <laughs> He's rich. He he can get healthy. Maybe when he loses a toe, he won't think it's worth it. <laughs> diabetes is a serious <laughs> disease. <laughs> no. Not so, too. have you guys heard about the, the, like, the real world controversy with the crew members of the yeah. show? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. So, I had heard about it beforehand. The basically... Um, the actual crew has has been suing uh, Maersk since before this movie, and this movie is based on a book that was co-written by Captain Phillips. So when it comes to being biased, man, it doesn't get any closer than this. Um, but I think I, I think the movie actually does a good job of making him not seem like the kind of person that the guy, that the rest of that crew would have liked. You know, like. Yes, you see him be you see him be really smart and you see him be be brave at points and he does all this stuff, but he does all of that when none of that crew is around and when the crew is around he's like you guys are taking too long coffee breaks, you know, like he seems, you know, and there is even a scene where um cuz part of the controversy is that they say that they warned him and they were like, you know, hey, we don't want to go through this path, like this isn't smart, we should go a different way and he said no. That scene is in the movie. And the reason he says no is because there's pirates everywhere. You know, he's like, if we go 300 miles a different direction, there's going to be pirates there too. Um, like, we're not necessarily safe anywhere, and our job is to go this path. You know, and yes, that's a sort of shitty uh, corporate business line to take, but it's the line he takes. Um, so, yeah. well, and I'm almost more curious. Like, what do you? How do you guys feel about, uh, you know, just Hollywood? 
you know, freely taking liberties when telling true stories. Because I almost feel like, you know, I I don't necessarily want to see a true story on the scene. I don't think true stories make very good movies. And people get enraged that it's not what happened, but it's like, who cares? It's a good movie. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I, you have to take some liberties when you're telling a story that's in two hours. Because if you don't, then the movie's going to be really boring. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, they said, oh, we, we, it's going to be like 36 hours before they see land. Yeah, that's boring. <laughs> well, so you got to <laughs> tighten it up and make it a little more exciting, you know. And you you've got to give it you've got to give it certain emotional beats. You've got to give that character make that character somebody you can really hold on to. Like if you actually make that character who that character really is, like I'm sure that sometimes he was freaked out and not totally brave. Like you know, I, it's not a movie that I walked out of being super impressed with Captain Phillips. You know, like the, if. If he's telling this story and trying to make himself into like this awesome guy who look how cool he is, I don't feel like mm. that. That's what I got out of it. Um, so he doesn't succeed in making himself like some superhero. Um, I'm totally fine with Hollywood just making shit up when they tell good stories. Mm. You know, uh, the the example that comes to mind is Social Network, which a lot of which is a lot of which is very accurate. You know, there's stuff taken directly out of his journals in that movie. But there's also thematically big things in that movie that aren't necessarily true. But it's a really good movie. It's a fascinating, interesting story that, you know, when I think about my own relationships with people, I think about little things I learned from that movie. So um, I also think about Fargo. I I was just about to bring that up. (laughs) I love that. Like there is something to saying that something is real, even when it's completely not true, that just puts you into a mindset that, uh, that changes how you interact with that movie. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. As long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't do anything malicious, i.e. Titanic, where it, it grabs actual people from that ship and vilifies them, even though people from the ship say that person actually was saving people and not the worst person on the planet. Um, which is James a real... Cameron is a great screenwriter. No, no, he's not. He's really horrible. His script for Aliens is great. His, oh God, that movie's unwatchable <laughs> with the sound on. It's not that bad. I watched it recently. Hey, speaking of which, you should pick up the Alien anthology. It's twenty nine dollars at Best Buy. Oh man, I should. The, the, man, that thing you is. See gorgeous. how sweet the box is for it. Yeah, it's no, it's awesome. Anyway, anyways, that's did, what I watched. Did you watch Walking Dead this week? I did. Yeah, I watched yeah. Walking Dead. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I I, uh, I like the little freedom they're taking with. Um, the zombies in it mm-hmm. because there's some sort of new zombie. Yeah, I like that there's kids. Yeah. I like watching Carl play well with others. Sort of. Not really. He doesn't like them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's interesting too because we met that little boy at Denver Comic Con. Chandler year, Riggs. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Riggs two years ago, and he was like Brad size, not very big, small. Ah, <laughs> uh, just a tiny little whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was like Reggie size. He was like this little kid. I remember shaking his hand and his whole hand fit in like my palm. <laughs> like a baby. And, he's, and he was the nicest boy. And he says, oh, he's it was so nice to meet you. And uh, then when he comes on, you know, this season, he's like, hey, dad. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to the strip club. I really hope that he turns into a, a talented, successful young actor. Me too. He's good. Um, I mean, not that he's not talented now, but I, I mean, I hope that when he gets out there and starts doing other stuff that he's got the versatility because he's such a nice little kid. He is. Nice young man, I should say. He is. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I love seeing it back. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, I love the character of Rick Grimes on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
more so than the comic book now because I don't think oh, the comic yeah. book's very good right now. Um, I'm like 14 issues behind. <laughs> yeah, it, it. You know, I I only get the trades, and I'm a trade behind oh, because wow. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't that impressed. Everyone really liked issue 100. I really, meh. Yeah, um, I know because he's. I like where it went right after 100. Anyway, but yeah. Anyways, I, the thing I want. And then you may have been going there was, yeah, I really like Rick, but there's nobody else on the show I care about right now. Yeah. I, I really want them to. I mean, Glenn, too. Yeah. But I, yeah, Glenn and Maggie. But but I want them to find some new characters and flush them out and then give us some time with them. Because um, now they've killed off all the actors that I didn't like. So hopefully they can let a few good You didn't like Shane? Play. I thought John Berthenol was No, no, good. not Shane. No, no. Andrea's gone now. That's mm-hmm. the important part. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Man, when she finally died, I was just like, oh. <laughs> and she's fun in the book. She's still alive in the book, but yeah. Anyway, that's what I watched this week. That's what I watched too. <laughs> Brad, what you what, watch? What you watch? Uh, I watched Escape from Tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah, right. which is the movie that's filmed secretly in Disney World and apparently Land too, as I've been informed. Mm-hmm. Um. It's really cool. Initially, it's all in black and white, and the real draw is that you know it's un- it was filmed under the radar, so Disney wasn't paying attention. They were staging all these scenes and stuff in their park, um, and the black and whiteness gives it this classic like Walt Disney era Disney feel to it. Um, but most of the movie is just you watching this family go on rides and then <laughs> go through weirdness. Um, it feels like a existential uh, foreign French film. <laughs> um lures. what <laughs> that means a rat it's really bizarre uh there's a this guy and they're at their hotel and he gets some bad news on his phone then they he takes his family to the park and there's these two french girls uh <laughs> oh man my mother died let's go to disney world <laughs> that make me happy yeah. <laughs> that's true yeah you know, he, he i i think he loses his job is what was going oh, on okay. um so he just wants to blow off the steam by you're spending like one last good day at the park uh, and they sees these two like really young French girls and starts like making excuses to go on the rides that they're going on so he can be a creeper. Yeah. Um, and then eventually like he gets his wife to like split the kids up and like go to different parts of the park and stuff so he can just be alone and uh, they just kind of falls into like these weird situations where like he encounters um, this woman who might be a witch um, and uh, his daughter, he loses his daughter at one point um yeah is this so supposed to be a gets, horror movie no it's just it's just weird uh <laughs> halfway through like it seems like the movie's probably gonna be, be over but then he gets abducted and he's inside the epcot ball with like a android who's scanning his brain for all of his memories um so does it really take advantage of the fact that it's in disney world at all it's just the backdrop of this really weird Ugh. story that I was like, what, what is going on? Man. And then there's like really cool, like they go on the small world ride and there's like really good CGI of all the, uh, little dolls coming to life as That's like creepy. demons, like really a level CGI, but then they'll stage scenes just like outside in the regular walking areas where they're clearly on a green screen and it's just like a backdrop of Disneyland <laughs> and everything in the foreground is like, you know, props they brought in it's like really terrible i'm like what kind of like how how the budget come out that the cgi couldn't be consistent um man that's yeah so yeah and by the end i didn't i didn't care what was going on he gets cat flu 
And there's like wait 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 crazy. wait what's cat flu? I don't know, but apparently it's floating around the park, and you can get it. Um, see, <laughs> that's the movie I want to hear. There's, I want to hear the. I want to see the movie where like you go to Disney World and you get like some weird tourist disease, and it makes you go crazy, and then shit comes <laughs> to life, and like there's like this phantom cam uh, shot uh, towards the end where he finally encounters like the French girls and. Uh, she gets pissed and spits at him. So like all her saliva, like slow motion flies through the air and like lands on him. And that's when he gets the cat flu, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, one of the coolest parts in Disneyland is if you go to big thunder mountain, they have the stagecoach, and all they serve is McDonald's fries. <laughs> that's a true story of Disneyland. <laughs> and it's through the air. You just smell them. You're like, man, I could really go for the McDonald's fries right now. And a Coke. Guess what? They have Coke there, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Escape from Tomorrow. Kind of disappointing. Shoot. Yep. Well, I mean, how do you feel about just, like, the film as just an achievement that they managed to get it made? That's the only impressive part, really, to me, is that they they got that done. Although, when you see those scenes where they did it at home on a green screen, you're just like... Like, there's big chunks of it. So, it's not fully... They did everything in the park. So... Um, like a lot of stuff that's in the park is like B-roll of him running around. Um, when there's actual drama and story going on, it's like inside this made-up Epcot, you know, s- laboratory, or um, you know, a bench with just like a water fountain in the background, you know, stuff like that. Where it's like, okay, well, you didn't shoot that there. So it's a little disappointing. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a fantastic little short film. Um, I can't remember the name of it uh, that these people made where they did basically the same thing where they they planned out, you know, there was, it's two actors and they go into the Haunted Mansion ride and they end up, like, getting murdered or whatever. Um, and, you know, they plan out the whole thing and then they went and did the ride, like, three or four times and, like, filmed everything they could. And then they built their own car at home so they could film, like, interior shots. And then they, like, CG'd um, a couple of characters into the actual ride um, just to augment what what actually happens in that ride and it's so much fun and really impressive and um and is using that ride that we all know hopefully hopefully everybody has gotten a chance to be on that ride um in a really inventive fun way i mean at the end of the day it's just a found footage movie where everybody gets disappeared at the end but um at least it's cool to see them everybody gets disappeared at the end yeah you know like they just disappear Mm, okay right because the ghosts like just come and get them or whatever okay I don't know what happened to the Sasquatch to the people at the end of that Sasquatch. They movie? get disappeared. Yeah, they get disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> just saying that's what happened. Um, so yeah, it's just too bad that they didn't do more with that setting. Yeah, and then I also watched all the unaltered Star Wars movies, but I'll save that for another day. Ooh, um, John, Amanda, what'd you guys watch? Oh, I haven't been getting to the theater as much as I want to. Um, well, I saw Gravity last week. Yeah, do you like it? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, well, I mean, th- I can just preface this. Um, I have two sisters, and I probably saw Miss Congeniality like a hundred times in one year. <laughs> I I like Miss Congeniality. Well, man. I don't. Um, I do, and <laughs> it's, it's kind of just like really not made me like Sandra Bullock ever I since. Do, I don't like her. Um, but I think Gravity really lived up to all the visual hype. Um, but I I almost thought it felt sh- fell short a little bit. Um, that. I mean, with 
with the visuals and the story that they had that some of the emotion in the movie could have been a lot more impactful. Yeah, you know, I don't get why people say she deserves an Oscar for it. I don't Ooh, see yeah, the performance I, I there. Agree. Did you see it in 3D or? Uh, yeah, 3D IMAX. Yeah. Um, oh, on IMAX. So, yeah, well, I, I, I love visuals. IMAX. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think you're overpaying, but uh, I, some, you know, I think the sound makes it worth it. Oh, I um, do. I like it when my seat rumbles. Did you <laughs> see it in a in a real IMAX or did you see it in an AMC IMAX? An AMC IMAX. Okay, cool. Um, Which I'm I'm I w- I'm not looking down yeah. on that. I I like an AMC IMAX. I was just curious. Um, but yeah, I, I, most of the people I talked to said, you know, if you're not going to see it in 3D, don't bother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it was totally worth it. Uh, and I'm glad to see films coming out that are figuring out how to utilize the 3D better, um, and are are because yeah. a lot of the early 3D stuff I felt like was just gimmicky, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and they weren't using it in the proper way. But I think it, you know the first 3D film that I really liked was actually Hugo. Um, no, <laughs> sorry, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah. Then I also I've been. Catching up on uh, some newsroom. Oh yeah, uh, I'm a Sorkin fan. Are you in uh, season two? Uh yes. I just watched. Oh, I don't know where I am. You're past the, the first episode. Yeah. Right? Okay. So yes. as long as the show's gotten good again. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I just watched the episode where Maggie goes to Africa. Africa. Yeah. Um, it's good. But yeah, I think uh, I I've had a little bit of enough of the love triangle in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. But uh, I so. think the characters are all really well developed. I think the actors all do a great job. Um, and I mean, you, it's hard to beat Sorkin dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Then, yeah other than that, I watched a little bit of Walking Dead, but I'm still catching up there. I I think I just finished season three. So whether two episodes out now? Uh, no, just the just one. the one. Okay. Yeah. So you're only so behind. I, I'm only I'm only one behind there. <laughs> Good. I'm just glad we didn't spoil the fact that Andrea does for you. No, it's cool. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I don't know. I was going to comment. I watch a lot of like weird foreign films too. So <laughs> it, originally, the it being a French, you know, Escape from Tomorrow being a French existi- existential film, I was like, "Well, that's just what it feels like. It's an American yeah. movie." But <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Um, Is there one from this year that stands out that you're like, "Oh man, people ought to check this out"? Um, I I don't think I've seen anything that's new. Okay. Um, but I just I ha- I for a class that I was a directing class I was in I I redid a scene from Cash, uh, the Michael Haneke, uh, French film from like 2005 or something like that. Hmm. Uh, that's great. I love that. Um, and I watched another French film that came out last year called uh, Ors Satan, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to say more about that. Cool. Um, yeah, Gravity was really the the most interesting thing I've seen lately. Um, and I think yeah, I'm excited to see what Quaron does next. Yeah. Seven years from now. Yeah. <laughs> let's, hope, <laughs> let's hope not. I thought gravity was me. Eh, whatever. I wasn't like that impressed with it. Like it's it looks cool, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Needs more George Clooney. I really, I agree. <laughs> I thought George Clooney was great. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm especially now as far away from it as I am. I'm, I stand by, I think that movie is really great and everybody should see it. I think that it is oh, horribly we, miscast. We have, an, we have another Avatar going on this year. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I I think that Sandra Bullock ruins that movie. Well, here's the thing. Like, I I didn't. I wasn't like impressed by her performance, but I almost wonder maybe if anyone else has thought this either. She's so dry because the whole point of the movie is that she's dead inside, sort of 
because of the death of her daughter. And this whole gravity thing is like a wake up call to yeah. get her. It didn't, it didn't work for Will Smith in after earth. So it doesn't <laughs> work for her either. Okay. Oh snap. Yep. After earth. <laughs> well, but I mean, isn't there kind of a flaw? I mean, when you make your protagonist, somebody who's dead inside. Yeah. It's you're all, you're from the bat having a hard time to relate. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. it's definitely it's not interesting, like, but it's I like, was just like die already and let George Clooney <laughs> save himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, uh, that's exactly. Yeah. Also, it's it's far enough away I can feel good saying this. Uh, the one place where the science is really bad is in the George Clooney floating away part. Because at the point at which he's already stopped, it takes only a slight tug to pull him back. It's the way mm. space works. But anyway. You've been to space? No. I no. just know how gravity works. James mm. just talked about thing? this. There's a certain level of like enhanced realism. No, I know. You need I to know. make a movie interesting. <laughs> hey, if you go back to our episode, I talk a lot about how great the science in that movie is. They only break it there for narrative narrative reasons. So cool Not for me to miss George Clooney. Oh, Amanda, how do you feel about 3D? Um, I'm not a fan of 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people that gets a massive headache when I see things in 3D, and I haven't seen anything yet in 3D where I'm like, man, that really needed to be in 3D. Yeah. Um. I just like 2D. It's good. Mm-hmm. I can see it on a screen. It looks nice. It works. Yeah. Why change it? Yep. Um, and I have not seen anything recently. This is actually the first time I've been to the movies in a very long time. Um, I've been busy working on Peter, our film. And so the closest that I have been is on Wednesday. I got done with everything early and just said, fuck it. Today is my day. And I probably sat on the couch for about like six hours catching up on all my trashy, trashy television shows. Oh, oh dude. Cool. Like what? Like really horrible, no, horrible I... teenage girl things that I just <laughs> laugh at and can't help but watch. I used to watch Flavor of Love, so give it's, me some titles. Okay, it's not reality TV. It gets oh. really bad. Oh. Um, all right. So like what I d- caught like up on CW? on Wednesday, the CW, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, I got caught up on Revenge. And oh, my parents really like that show. The Vampire Diaries and the oh, Originals. Yeah. And What's the Originals? Huh? The Originals, it just started this season. Three episodes have come out so far. It's a spinoff of The Vampire Diaries. Oh. It's that popular. <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrible. Oh. I would is never it? recommend watching it. What happened is that like, I had a friend a few years back who was obsessed with it. And she's like, you have to watch The Vampire Diaries. You have to watch it. And I'm like, no, no. And she like forced me to watch the first two seasons. And I hated it the entire time. And then after the second season ended, I was like, well, now I have to find out what happens. <laughs> yeah. And it just started this horrible process because I really don't like it. I'm not a fan of it at all. It's just one of those things where you're like, must see what happens. James does that all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, wa- I watched an entire season of Two Broke Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I, I had to know. I yeah, was like, no. TV. Are they going to get enough money to open their bakery? <laughs> it's addictive. Spoilers, no, they're not. It's Wait, addictive. That's, a, that's especially the premise when they of that like... show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Every episode ends with a dollar amount, and it's how much money they have in their bank account so they can open a bakery. Because the, the sassy one is really good at baking uh, cupcakes. Yeah, that's, that's what that show is about. And no. there's a little Asian guy... And they make racist jokes. TV is just really great at cliffhangers, and I am a sucker for cliffhangers. So (laughs) if you can leave me at a point where I'm like, no, what happens? Chances are that as horrible as it is, I'll keep coming back and watching Watch Angel, because that's cliffhangers that's worth watching. I thought thought you were going to say 24. Or 24. 
It's funny. I uh, I haven't finished the first episode, but I actually, for the first time this week, started watching a CW show. Um, what does CW stand for? I don't know. Which one, by the way? Uh, so Rain- out of curiosity, because uh, yeah, yeah, no, this um, is bad. The CW just started a show called Rain. Yeah, I actually meant to look at that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Borgias fan, and I I liked the Tudors, but didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so I was like, oh, I'll check this out. Yeah, it's not. Great. Yeah, they pretty. have a show coming they're, out. They're 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 like set decoration shit yeah. is like I I think they are just they they think that oh everybody likes Downton Abbey so we'll just make the show look like Downton Abbey and pretend that that's what Mary Queen of Scots life looked like. <laughs> it's oh, do it's they bad. drink lots of tea? Because that's no. what they do in Downton Abbey. No, then oh man, and it's all like young teenagers just flirting course, with each no, other. Any CW show is young teenagers that are ridiculously tall and ridiculously skinny. Like yeah. no one, even the adults in the adults in any of those shows are played by people in their early 20s and then you have teens playing everyone yeah. here's else. The, here's the thing. I don't even know what channel the CW is. Two. It's two. Yeah. And it used to be the WB back yeah, when it was it's cool. The WB combined with, I think, like Country Western or something and yeah. it turned into the CW. It's really bizarre. They actually have an interesting show that I've seen previews for that's coming up. It's called The 100, which I'm kind of curious about. It's sci-fi and actually one of the actors in it, um, one of the actresses actually was in a feature film that John and I were on the AD team for this past summer. So I'm kind of curious to see that, to see how all that works. But it's sci-fi, so it could be interesting. It's about these kids who Earth apparently is uninhabitable. So everybody lives on spaceships, and they exile these group of unredeemable kids to Earth. To see if they can to survive. To see if they can have they sex with each other. Yeah. Mass maniac in cryogenic state. Well, let's just hope it's as good as the host. Oh, yeah, you liked that movie. No, I didn't like that movie. Yeah, you did. You said it was good. I said it was better than Twilight. That's yeah, not that saying means it was good. good. That's good. <laughs> and just throwing this out for the record, I hate Twilight. I really do. Oh, yeah, I'm no, not no, one no. of those weird teen oh. girls. I just... Yeah. You love Twilight. We I could don't. see it in your face. One of my, my best friend loved it, and she dragged me to every single one, and I hated it. It was awful. Don't ever watch Twilight. Oh, no, we, we saw the all. last two in theaters. I've seen I them made them. I made them go. Yeah. Wait, when we saw them in the fourth one? Is yeah. that how they go? I don't even know. Yeah, because yeah, I watched one. the first three. You know, I said, you know, I never gave these movies a chance, and James is making us see the fourth one. I'm going to watch the first three. And then I'll see the fourth one. It was they the longest hilarious. week of my life. Ugh. I had a headache all week long. Billy Burke is amazing. Except Billy Burke. Man, remember when he's chopping wood? Yeah. And Wolf Boy comes down, starts taking off his clothes, and Billy, Billy Burke Burke's has like, a look. I don't have fucking time for this, man. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. his line. It should be. In my I've head. only seen New Moon, so I'm good. You didn't see the other two of us? Nope. <laughs> How did we let that but happen? But the funny story is Brad is, uh, what, I'll, I'll, I'll take down... I'll let you peek behind the curtain, guys, a little bit. Is his sister took him to see New Moon and Brad dressed? No, like no, a- no. I took her to see New Moon because my uh, dad requested it. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, Brad dressed up like a vampire and paint. Didn't you like make yourself pale and? Yeah, I painted my face white and put glitter on me, and then uh, <laughs> I took the book with me so I could be a uber fan. Just I like there, correcting. Is there photographic evidence of this? Mm. No, it's oh, sorry. How did we let that happen? I didn't even know you then. No, you didn't. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I meant we as a species. Mm. <laughs> Here's how we pay bills. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. 
And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman's Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh, no, it's man spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh, no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. And we're back, live from Denver, Colorado. This is the Real Nerds Podcast. We're kicking off another Top 20 Countdown here at the, I don't know. Uh, that made me tired. Yeah? Yeah. If you want to listen to a really sweet episode of Nebcast, me and Brad do that for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Headache. Uh, this is what happens at the box office over the week. This is the box office stats. Gravity was number one again. Yeah. It's got a good word. It eased only 23%, which is really, that's a really good hold. Um, machete Kills, which we saw. Machete Kills. No. Um, bombed with three million, four. four. Well, almost four, but it was in fourth place is what I was trying to no. indicate. Uh, Captain Phillips was 25 million. Yeah. Good for Captain Phillips. Yeah. And good for Machete, because that movie is bad. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's no. not really. You talk to a guy who loves stuff like MacGruber, and I... <laughs> I'm just saying, I still want to see Machete Kills in Space. Hey, I'm not saying <laughs> I won't go again. I also want to see Robert Rodriguez make a new movie. Yeah. Yeah, Desperado 2. Without special effects. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Desperado 2. I don't want to see Desperado 2. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> Wasn't Desperado 2 Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Yeah, no, actually, I, I didn't, I didn't like sure, that movie, I'm so... I'm sure Desperado 2 is... What's the one that El you made? El Mariachi. That? Yeah, well, yeah, that's, oh, I guess that's yeah. the second one. Yeah. Mm. Technically, it would be El, El Mariachi 4, but I don't like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Johnny it, Depp's in it, dude. Yeah, he's really boring, and he loses his eyes. It's a, it's a stupid plot. Yeah, Johnny Depp isn't that good. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> anyway. He's good in some things. I'm tired of these people saying Beetlejuice is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> or Edward Scissorhands. Shit sucks. It does not. <laughs> it does. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out so, now. So, uh, Beetlejuice or Edward Scissorhands? Well, you see, I honestly, for I didn't see Beetlejuice for a very long time because I thought I was going to hate it. Because it's And stupid. then I saw it and I loved it. There's something about it. It's quirky and it's weird. And I'm going to be one of those people that says... Anything that Tim Burton does and anything that Johnny Depp does, there is something redeemable in it, and I love it. Just like my wife. When she took me to see, you know, Alice in Wonderland, I'm like, oh, God. Okay, Alice in Wonderland, it was was a great movie. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Until the last scene when Johnny Depp did that weird little dance thing. I just don't even know what happened at that point. It was awful. Really great movie? Yeah, I loved it. Okay. 
I really, I really <laughs> loved it until the last like five ten minutes. See, Beetlejuice is great when Beetlejuice is on screen. There's one big problem. He's on screen, I think, for seven minutes in the movie. You know what's really good? But what, I mean, what what is your issue with it? You just think with, it's boring. With issue, I think it's boring, and I don't think it's that cool. Like everyone thinks it's so creative, and to me, it's just that like, oh, sweet, they have stretchy Play-Doh faces, and they're haunting people. And Winona Ryder is dark. In. Well, I think it's a cute little it's a cute little story and it's a twist on the genre, especially mm. at the time when it was put out. And I mean, one of the little clever things, which I was actually reading a blog post on it earlier today with the Tim Burton movies is a lot of his tie ins. In fact, that, you know, the, the if how much stuff you can tell Hot Topic. No, <laughs> um, how, you know, in Beetlejuice, the map of the town, mm-hmm. um, you actually see a lot of his other characters like uh Jack Skellington is in the map of the town and other oh, things. And yeah, in fact, um, Jack Skellington has appeared in some way or another in almost all of Tim Burton's movies. Isn't it so weird that Tim Burton takes credit for Nightmare Before Christmas and all he did is do like character designs for it? No, he created the story and he was going to direct it, but he couldn't because of the uh, conflicts with Batman. Now you know how is I feel. Is Jack Skellington in Batman? <laughs> uh, I think on that, I mean, just Tim Burton's Batman. Like, mm-hmm. Does that kind of settle the argument on whether yep. or not Tim Burton is any good? Yeah. I was trying to say a minute ago, Ed Wood and Big Fish. Those okay. movies are brilliant. I like that. Uh, Batman. But Amanda, Amanda, now you know how I feel when he tries to get my goat with with uh, with with Star Trek Into Darkness. So, but yeah, but uh, see, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing with Tim Burton. He is he, he is he is more concerned with his brand than he is about making movies. I believe that's true now because yeah. it's he he says in his own interviews he does if he's. He couldn't tell a good script if it bit him in the ass. Yeah. Like he said that. Obviously, he helped write Batman. <laughs> All he cares but about is the production design. There's, you have to admit there's something brilliant about having a brand that is so set and people having something where people can instantly walk into a movie and see something and know it's yours. I, th- I think that's true as long as it doesn't get stagnant. And I think that's the problem is that he's getting to a place where I see his stuff and I don't think he's being creative anymore. I think he's trapped inside that brand. That's my problem because I, I actually be, I, I don't agree with Ryan. I actually I like Edward Scissorhands. I love a lot of his early movies. Um, I think especially when he gets dramatic, like in Ed Wood and, and Big Fish, he's so talented and has a really interesting vision. And I don't care about his movies for the last eight years. Okay, man, I, did you I see Dark say... Shadows? Dark Shadows is a hot mess. I did see Dark Shadows. I was amused by it. I wouldn't say it was brilliant by any means, but it was amusing. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. I mean, no, I'm. I agree with what you're saying in a way. Like, I love Tim Burton. I love his movies. I will continue to see them, no matter what. But there is definitely some truth to the college humor video. You know, Tim Burton's right. Yeah. Wonderland, where it's like, oh, what are we doing for this movie? Well. We'll take a story that's already dark and creepy and make it ten times creepier and the whole everything's paint and black and spirals and all that. See, I don't yeah. think his movies are creepy either. Like, there's n- they don't speak to me. I, he, has I a, he has a following, but it, to me it's... Eh. I don't think they're genuinely creepy. I think they are... Um, and he always just tries to have these, like, eccentric characters. And weird. to me, they just become cartoons on screen that don't fit into any universe in the world. Like, I like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I like Ed Wood. That's no. about it. Meh. He used to like Big Fish, but then he's been ranting like this for two years, so now he doesn't like Big Fish anymore. No, it's again, it's another movie where it's, you know, I, I, I just can't get behind it. 
here's the thing. Everything you just said is true in Big Fish, but that is part of the plot of Big Fish, is that mm. there are these cartoony characters that aren't real and don't fit in the world. But anyway. Thank you for explaining that to me. I'm just saying, I'm just saying you're guy. wrong. This fucking guy. What, what came out this week? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Probably something by Tim Burton. You do, you do give a shit. He, he likes Sweeney Todd, too. So. Yeah, Sweeney yeah. Todd's not bad. Oh, yeah, Sweeney Todd's again, good. Again, yeah. it's different. When he tries to do something different, he's... Visually, he's a cool guy, but yeah. it's... Uh, yeah. Dark Shadows is horrible. <laughs> it is. Anyway. Remember when she's a werewolf could for no reason? Been, here's the thing. <laughs> that movie could have been cool. Remember go, when he gets just, out of the grave and he sees McDonald's and it's funny? <laughs> except it isn't. <laughs> just go listen to our review of that movie. Because I, th- I, I remember us like describing what would have been a good movie out of that movie. But mm-hmm. Anyway. No let's, let's, Depp. let's move on. If Amanda had Cyclops' ability to shoot people with her <laughs> eyes, she would just shot me right now. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is my wife's the same way, and I tease my wife all the time. Yeah. Because she, her, her one of her favorite movies is Corpse Bride. Now I say, that's a piece of shit. And she gets really mad at me. <laughs> Corpse Bride isn't bad. Yeah, me, me and Amanda have really dis- different tastes. We argue all the time. About Tim Burton. Corpse Bride is Bob great. <laughs> if you guys have time like later... Our adaptation debate that is ongoing is always a good time. <laughs> you remember, you hey, remember when Amanda was speak like, of the I'm devil. never going to use the mic. I think, oh, I think I Laura's ears are burning. Yeah, she literally almost just, ripped your arm hey, out. And the podcast is just telling people how shitty Corpse Bride is. <laughs> <laughs> followed, closely, followed closely by Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh, not, also, also not true. Nightmare Before Christmas is a classic. Also and one not of the true. best also things about true. it is that... <laughs> You can it's totally not directed play by Tim Burton. For any holiday ever, any holiday, because you know you have the circle of trees with all the holidays. Mm-hmm. You can literally play it at every single holiday, and it works. It's fine. It's great. Yeah, but those holidays have other movies I'd rather watch. No, <laughs> I'd rather watch <laughs> The Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. When Thanksgiving comes around, Mupp- I'm gonna Muppets watch Christmas Trains Carol. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I would literally watch a, the. Cor- I mean, The Nightmare Before Christmas for every single holiday. Um, I was one of those kids. Like I loved it so much Arbor as a Day? child that my parents actually <laughs> threw away the VHS of A Nightmare Before Christmas because mm. they said I watched it too much. You could actually yeah. make a. You could actually make an argument for Arbor Day because all like the the, the trees are all the trees. Yeah. Yeah. See, it works. I, I knew what I was th- doing one. when I said it. The Easter Bunny's there, you yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was also not directed by Tim Burton, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's let's stop move it, on. Stop it. We've yeah. <laughs> What's coming out on Blu-ray? DVD releases and Blu-rays. All right, uh, Ryan's gonna get the Conjuring this week. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Honey, you're just singing away in my ear. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that is. She's trying to give me a wet willy, and she's like piercing my eardrum. You seen that commercial where they should not use like uh, Q-tips? Oh. And the guy, the guy, like so overacts and puts it in his ear. He's like, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> I saw a YouTube video the other day that was it was just a compilation of like bad acting moments from infomercials. Oh, sweet. <laughs> it was like, that was do you the ever have a hard time life. cutting things with your normal Walmart knives? <laughs> There's got to be a better way. Yeah. See, run, run, runny, run. Uh, Criterion is unleashing, un, unle- unleashing, unleashing, <laughs> releasing uh, a uh, their own version of the Uninvited, which I don't remember. Cool. Um, anyway, it's That's probably an good horror movie. Go check that out. Uh, the Way Way Back comes out this week, which I really enjoyed. People should check that movie out. Um, Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell. Steve Carell playing a bad guy. 
sounds awesome. Yeah, like a Bond villain. Not not really. He'd make a good Riddler. Um, Monsters University, or uh, sorry, the internship comes out this week. <laughs> nice. Uh, before midnight. Oh, magical. <laughs> not quite. It would have been magical if it had come out when I was watching the other ones. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, that's the one you haven't seen. Right, yeah, yeah. So uh, what happened, you guys, was that I wanted to see Before Midnight but had not seen the other ones. So I every every week for two weeks, I watched the first two. And then third, uh, it's the third in the... Um, Richard yeah, Richard Linklater every 10 years gets together with uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie, Julie Delpy. Delpy. Yeah, right. Uh, thank you. You see her boobs in American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> And uh, and he just catches up with these characters that like the first one they just run into each other in Paris and then who knows what happens and then they catch anyway. Um, one of my favorite really things to yeah. do in this podcast is because James really overexplains things as I always try to derail him. It's it's romantic <laughs> as fuck. It's yeah. really good. Um, so he's still going. And, uh, and he so had a chance to see the, it in Boulder and he's like, oh, so far away. So by the time I got around to having caught up, it was gone. And I could we'll just do commentary so about I'm really, what he's talking about. <laughs> now I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I love the first two, and I haven't seen Before Midnight yet. Oh, good. Either, well, you so. can come over, and we yeah. can watch Prometheus I'm down. Uh, <laughs> and jerk each other off. It'll be a really great date night. Only God Forgives, which is Brad's favorite movie of the year. Um, <laughs> it may be. You'll have to find out in the film explosion in 2013. Uh, it's funny, because it's a it's a Blu-ray release, uh, but it's actually been on, like, when it released in theaters, I think it had, like, a day-and-date uh, uh, video-on-demand on demand. Yeah. release too um they usually do that with shitty movies oh <laughs> they do it, with like, it it might be cool yeah that's not brad says yeah i, I love I, nicholas whining reffin but i i couldn't even get through like the first 15 minutes of wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah i love oh, bronson man. and uh drive but oof yeah. yeah this is pretty boring wow and weird 15 minutes or <laughs> now i gotta see it <laughs> man I got to check it off my list anyway. So, uh, there's a, I, I haven't, is that a documentary? Yeah, I think it's a documentary. It's called necessary evil supervillains of DC comics. Um, and it's just got a cool cover. I didn't know it was a thing until we saw it on digital bits, which is mm-hmm. part of what's cool about digital bits. Um, uh, I give it a year, which is a, was that comedy from earlier this year? I can't remember. Oh, Oh, that's the one that's got Rose Byrne in it. That's right. Um, anyway, nobody cared. So now it's on DVD. And finally, Return of the Killer Shrews. Sweet. Yeah. It looks like um, there's a bunch of shrews. Wait, who's, who's the actors teeth. build in it? Uh, John Schneider. Oh, he's good. James Best. He's all right. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, you beat me to that joke. Uh, and then <laughs> Bruce Davidson. There is no joke inherent in the name Bruce Davidson. So. <laughs> is he uh, from X-Men? I don't know. Um, the senator? No. I'm looking. Anyway. I'm looking at. Doesn't look no. like him. No, no, no. Uh, there's a guy. There's an old guy. Who looks like John Voight. There's an old guy. Kind of looks like Bruce Greenwood. Uh, and then there's some young guy. Kind of looks like that dude from uh, that one band. Not Jared Leto, but the other one. Uh, what's James' favorite band? One Direction. I guess kind of. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's generous calling him a band. Maroon 5. He looks like that guy from Maroon 5. Adam Levine. Sure. He I don't can know. sing. He's got his hair sort of combed that way, and he's trying to shoot a shrew with a shotgun that looks like... It's, it's so poorly, sh- poorly photoshopped, the shotgun looks like it's about six inches shrews, long. no matter if it's in Maine. <laughs> anyway. So, this is a random side note. Did any of you guys see the One Direction documentary? No. no. Did you? Well, no, but like... <laughs> what? Well, no... <laughs> 
But Mor- Morgan Spurlock did it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's what's up with that? Did you probably did you see the, the movie he did before? Did you see Palm Presents? Some I more did. Ads? Yeah. And I actually really liked it. That's all right. See, his Manson wasn't good though. Yeah. It was funny when you know Arnett and Bateman were on screen, but the rest of it was me. It's one of those things where like documentaries can be hit or miss sometimes because you come up with a premise and you have you, real yeah. life has to deliver you a great story. Yeah. Um, and Palm is all right, but um, didn't make a lot of money. And so I can no, see yeah. why the kids from One Direction might be like, hey, who's that one guy that everybody knows for documentaries? Doing documentaries? Yeah. Let's call him. Well, you just and wouldn't think they... that that would be a project that Morgan Spurlock would be interested in. Yeah, money. that's weird. I'd probably do it for money. Yeah. yeah. James wouldn't. Yeah. I would. I no, pro- in, Marla- would in Morgan Spurlock's shoes where he doesn't have any money. Our yeah. argument is if you already have money. I'd still do it. All right. That's what we call it, the Jason Statham theory. Well, One Direction has a lot of money, so you right, know, it's good good paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it. Who knows? But it, if they called Jason Statham and said, "Do you want to direct a documentary?" I would expect Jason he would Statham say, to go, "Only if it has to do with me, secret revenge on someone." <laughs> <laughs> but first, I need to know if you're wearing a wire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what's coming out this week. Cool. Uh, is there any real news this week, James? You even look. Oh. Oh, uh, I, f- I forgot that we hadn't done that segment yet. It's real news. Uh, there's really not much. Um, D- uh, Damon Lindelof. Brad tells me that Damon Lindelof turned off his Twitter. Yeah, he deleted his account. Because the internet because he was is yelling full at of people. assholes. No, honestly. Well, no, like, I mean, not like yelling, but he got mad at people for... Yeah saying stupid stuff to him well yeah i mean i've talked about it a couple of weeks ago but when breaking bad ended all of a sudden he got inundated with tweets about how bad lost was again and you're just like what the fuck is wrong with you people like see, i wouldn't quit i just like fuck you fuck you fuck you and i just keep on retweeting that well then, but well what was he gonna say that no, people aren't no, gonna the hire is, him no what he what he what he ought to do is you know he needs to write prometheus too not <laughs> what no what he ought to Back do is to ignore Earth. them and then just keep doing what he was doing which was Tweeting some really fun stuff, and, like, he was really funny sometimes. I loved seeing his tweets. But, uh, so, yeah, it's too bad. Hopefully he's got some secret one somewhere that I can find out about. You know, I, the name for Prometheus, too, is called Prometheus, semicolon, Origins. <laughs> Wasn't Prometheus supposed to be Origins? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Alien Origins. Yeah. It'll be a found footage movie, just like mm-hmm. Alien Origins. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an asylum film called Alien Origins about the government sending some military guys into the woods to shoot at the woods. <laughs> at least that's what I got out of it. So, are you stalling cuz you're out of news? I am out of news. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we got. Uh, uh this week we saw Escape Plan starring 80 action icons Sylvester Stallone and Jim Caviezel. 80 action or like guys from <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did I say Arnold Schwarzenegger first or Sylvester Stallone? I don't remember. I don't know. Stallone and Schwarzenegger. There was a joke. Somebody laughed. Yeah. Because, you know, he was only an action star when he was getting beat up as Jesus. Aww. <laughs> yeah, that movie's really boring. <laughs> movie's really gruesome. It's boring. How many times do you have to drop the fucking cross? You just pick it up. <laughs> God damn it. You know, oh. just throwing it out there, um, he does play an action star in the television show Person of Interest. He's ex-CIA. Oh, that's, that's right. He does, yeah. So yeah. 
he is kind of an action star. He is, you're right. <laughs> but he's also a better actor than either of the other two, so really I wouldn't put him in the same place. Yeah. But that's oh, okay. better than better than Benjamin Linus from Lost? No. No, I was saying about Escape Plan. Stallone oh, and oh. Schwarzenegger. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, we need to get into this so we cool. can talk. Uh, John, should people go see Escape Plan? Sorry, what? Should people go see the movie we saw this week? Um, well, that depends on what sort of movie experience you're looking for. <laughs> um, you know, in reviewing this movie, you kind of have to ask, you know, what did they set out to do? And I think they accomplished what they set out to do in making a fun action movie. Um, if you're somebody that gets bothered by lots of logic problems and things like that, you know, just maybe turn that part of your brain off for a little <laughs> while. Um no, it was fun. Um, th- maybe not super intellectually stimulating, but uh, I hadn't seen a good action flick in a while, so it wasn't bad. Cool. Amanda? Jim Caviezel. That's really all I have to say about this film. <laughs> no, it was really legitimately the only thing. I was just sitting there in the theater thinking, thank goodness they're spending so much time talking about him as a villain, because otherwise this would probably have been a movie I walked out of. Whoa. Brad? Uh yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, yeah, half and half, good, and bad. The only big thing I have to ask is if. So the whole point of this is they ha- build a prison to disappeared people. Um, if they want these people <laughs> gone, why not just kill them? Nice joke callback. Like why? Why do they have a prison for people that they want to see gone forever? Well, I just think it's people them. that they need gone, but they still need information from type deal, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I think that's what yeah. it was supposed to be. It didn't really yeah, set Hobbs it up too well. Yeah, making deals left and right, bro. Hmm. Okay, well, yeah, it's 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 got its fun parts, but yeah, it's a, it's a huge logic mess. <laughs> James. Um, I'm going to go take a break. So... Right up there with right up there with Shawshank and the Last Castle. Real, no. Let's just start the trailer um, now. I <laughs> I'll say it this way: I really like the Schwarzenegger part of this movie, and I really don't like the Sylvester Stallone part of this movie. If that makes some sense, um, it yeah, like Brad said, it's got its fun parts, but it's pretty mediocre um, and forgettable. And I'm also no. proud to say that I I like this movie a lot more when it's called Lock Up. <laughs> And, Dude, Do- and Donald lock- Sutherland was, was the villain. Oh. Lock out. What was the one in space? It was lock up. Lock out's the one that you in saw space. by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for rubbing <laughs> that in. Um, yeah. Lockout. Lockout's a cool future prison movie. This one's not. Well, that's it? You're done? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm glad I didn't go get my drink of water. <laughs> uh, actually, I thought this movie was lots of fun. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care about logic. Um I had fun watching Sylvester Sloan and Arnold Schwarzenegger shoot people. That's fun. So here's a trailer for Escape Plan. The mind of a man can find works differently than someone on the outside. He sees things in a different way. A successful breakout depends on three things. Knowing the layout. Understanding the routine. And help from outside or in. You got a runner. Put your hands in the air now! Showtime. Ray Breslin is able to break out of any prison designed by man. We're testing a prototype facility to deal with people no government wants on their books. 
The people financing this need to know these facilities are escape-proof. Contact on site. The warden's name is Roger Marsh. When do we start? We just did. Welcome to your new home. I'm Warden Hobbs. Hobbs. Where's Warden Marsh? There is no Warden Marsh. This is the reality, and there's no way out. Go make some friends. You're gonna need them. Back away. Who were you before you came in here? I break out of prisons for a living. You don't look that smart. You don't either. The people who paid for you to be here want you here forever. Ray's gone off the grid. Where is he? This is the shadow world. Code name the tomb. Phrase anywhere, it's here. Where is here? I don't know. This was a setup. Somebody wanted to bury me. You have a choice. You can die in here, or you can get out and punish who put you here. I'm gonna find out who, and I'm gonna find out why. Let's do it. I need a diversion. Okay. <laughs> you hit like a vegetarian. That was good. What's he up to? They're planning an escape. Engaged. Drag the rats back to their cages. If I don't get out, I kill you. Fair enough. Your time is up! You tell whoever put me here, I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the premise of the movie is Sylvester Stallone, if you've listened just to the trailer, because the trailer gives away the premise of the movie, is he's this guy who can break out of any prison, and so he's hired by the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Is that a real thing? I don't know. Uh, probably. <laughs> and, re- hey, guys, it took place in Colorado at the beginning. Right. Woo! Represent. Represent. <laughs> and uh, so he's a really clever guy, and he shows how he can break out of prisons, and uh, mm-hmm. he gets put on into the tomb, which is a prison that is... You can't break out of. And I think that first part where he's breaking out of the like normal prison, I think that was pretty interesting. Like seeing and the way they did it, where like he just sort of magically breaks out, but you saw you see him like MacGyver the stuff together, and then he magically breaks out, and then they go back and show you like, oh well, this was that, and then this was that, and I was like, oh cool, is this gonna be like you know toilet paper MacGyver where he just he can make anything he needs out of toilet paper? Um, but then once he gets into the tomb. I was far less interested. Really? Because I thought, actually, I thought the beginning, it was kind of slow going. Yeah. And then when he got into, uh, we started hanging out with Schwarzenegger, I thought it started picking up steam, because uh, they were fun. I like all the parts with Schwarzenegger, because uh, I, just as we said with The Last Stand, uh, man, Schwarzenegger is still a movie star, and like the difference between the two is that uh, Stallone's line at the end is, boom. And then Sylvester's or um, Schwarzenegger's line is actually de- well delivered. Still stupid. Uh, the one about like "Have a good day, asshole," and you're like, but "That's that's also see, not much of a one-liner." But the way he delivers it exactly. is so much fun that you're like, "Yeah, see, asshole." Uh, Schwarzenegger's timing is really good. Yeah, that's why Vin Diesel sucks because <laughs> he can't he can't deliver one-liners like Schwarzenegger. Yeah. where he says, "You know, have a good day, asshole," and he has that beat. And that beat sets up everything else he says, and that's why Schwarzenegger is the man. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think the other thing is Schwarzenegger's character was more believable mm-hmm. um, yeah. because he was a criminal. Here he is in the tomb. Whereas Stallone, it's like, okay, here's this older guy who <laughs> is in incredibly good shape. And oh, what? You used to be a prosecutor? Yeah. Really? He used to be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. There's some like really poorly fleshed out story about like, oh, his family's dead. And, yeah, I didn't and a even bad catch guy. that. Like, like the entire did, movie. Did somebody break out of so jail and kill his family? And then that's why <laughs> no, he's like, I want to make sure you are full of shit, sir. No, yeah. I, I honestly, like, <laughs> apparently that's what it was. I did not catch that the entire movie. I'm like, okay, obviously his family's gone, but really, what happened to them? Okay. I don't know I, if it was I, just I'm, I'm going to out James at this part. Uh, when Amy Adams, uh, who is at his desk and pulls out the picture of the drawing, Amy Ryan, Amy Ryan, okay. Amy Ryan. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, wait, um, Man Amy, of Steel, <laughs> Amy Ryan. Uh, James goes, oh, like, yeah, yeah, you did that. You, you sighed. Oh, wait, no, hold on, hold on. So oh, I have no. To, oh no, 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 I have to tell a different story now. The the woman to my left was really into this movie. Because it was awesome. And every time, every time anything would happen, any every time somebody would get punched, she, I, I would hear her go like, "Oh my, oh my goodness!" <laughs> oh, oh. And then, like when that happened, I heard Wait, her. What was she doing? And so when that scene happened, I I sort of jokingly went, "Aw." Like oh, oh there's sure. a there's Likely a picture story. In the de- yeah it, likely story yeah no. well so that was one of the big logic problems of the movie that I had that this guy his family got killed by somebody who broke out of prison and so he became this prison escapist to prevent that and then at the end of the movie he's like escaping a prison with a guy who's supposedly going to take down the world banking system and like <laughs> presumably a terrorist well, that he's going to help he's escape a, he's a Robin Hood. <laughs> he told us he was Robin Hood. I don't know why you have a problem with that. Well, why don't you just trust him that he's Robin Hood and that the other guy totally wasn't part of Al Qaeda? I well, I mean, I'm I don't need to like you know, part make stretches hotel. about the characters oh, of the right. movie, but it's like they they preface this tomb thing by saying these like the biggest baddest dudes that the world has ever seen, <laughs> and he's helping them escape from it when yeah. like he's trying to. But it could oh, yeah. good. Uh, but really, I mean, he let one escape and then he kind of blew up all of the others. <laughs> yeah, I think so it evens out. Let's sink it to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> With the good doctor in it. With the good do- <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sam yeah. Neill. Sam fucking Neill, man. <laughs> the, the, I was so excited when Sam Neill showed up. The doctor since Dr. Helen Grant. His hair looks good. Yeah, I think he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I, I didn't mean that. I just meant like I thought he was going to go bald or something. It's okay, James, to think guys are good looking. <laughs> well, I, James, I just surprise don't you, but in movies, they have makeup. I just didn't want to go right out there and say, I don't know that Sam Neill's a good looking guy. I, but mm. see, now I now I sound like I'm saying bad things about Sam yeah, Neill. No, I was trying to skirt up. around it, and then you made me. Here's a, here's a sweet scene of Schwarzenegger and Stallone talking to each other. Ten seconds. Where's Victor Mannheim? You know, to many people, he's a hero. Nine seconds. Do you have a pencil and a piece of paper? Eight seconds. I could draw your map. You know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an artist. Oh my God. Problem was, I had no talent. Six seconds. I tried, and I tried, and I tried. Five. Do you have dreams? Four. Or did you always want to be? Just two. One. Done. Look. There. 
told you. No talent. I don't know what we just played, but... But, but that, yeah. this whole movie is that. So. Yeah. You know, last week you told me to find a clip for Machete Kills, mm-hmm. just assuming there'd be a good one. Yeah, they had four, and they were all terrible. Were they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They did not reflect the movie at all. Oh, because they were all... Didn't you just say yeah. they were all terrible? You should have tried to find the Alamo Draft House where he's like, don't fuck with this Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. should have. Yeah. When it's not to talk. But I, I still think the movie, it, it's stupid and cheesy, but I still think it's fun. There's something I, was, I miss about those kind of movies where, you know, everything has to be so serious and things like that. I miss scenes where Schwarzenegger in slow motion dismantles a machine gun off of a helicopter and in slow <sighs> motion spins it around and starts mowing down hundreds of henchmen. It's that was awesome. awesome. See, to that, me, it, I, like I'm saying, mm-hmm. the Schwarzenegger part of this movie is great. Ugh. See, I would have liked to see the drug guy who apparently is not part of Al-Qaeda survive. <laughs> because from the moment they introduce him as like central to the story, yeah. you're just like, oh, he's going to be the one that dies. Because obviously yeah. one of them has to oh, die yeah. in order for well, them to get out. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was more interesting than either Stallone or Schwarzenegger. As a so character. I was kind of rooting for him. Yeah. 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 I, like his I like his scene where... What's that about? <laughs> Oh, pfft. go back to yeah, the sand. Um, oh kidding. my God! Uh, <laughs> these are the t- these are the times when no one knows you're joking, Ryan. Which hey, that was a great line. Just throwing that out, like that interaction when he's dying and when he says like God is great, and then Jim Cavazell <laughs> says yeah, whatever, whatever, and shoots him. <laughs> yeah, he's that pretty is awesome. A, that was it. a direct yeah. correlation to the Count of Monte Cristo when also Jim Cavazell says God will have his vengeance, and the prison warden says right. And starts beating him. No, yeah, see, I don't remember. I've seen that movie again. It's a great yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, it is. I haven't seen it in a long time. Made, uh, made better by the fact that they change it from the book. Um, but, yeah, he's he's great in the movie as Warden Hobbs. He has, like, these great character things. Uh, and he's just so cool and calm. And he's a he total keeps, dick. He's rubbing his tie. And working on butterflies. <laughs> yeah. See, that's he who, builds who with builds, tweezers. Who through builds a... butterflies? Okay, hate to give away the story, but just oh, thought of this spoiled. in retrospect. Oh, no, no, we're um, already in the spoilers. How does he get these butterflies if we're on a ship in the middle of the ocean? He gets them uh, didn't you see in. the helicopter fly away a couple times? Maybe he has special they, they butterfly runs. Butter, butterflies? Air, airlifted yeah. butterflies. <laughs> airlifted butterflies to his Which state only, quarters. Boy, pieces of butterflies, because then he has to glue them together mm. carefully. Well, or maybe he was just it. maybe he was just like building the butterflies like with his tweezers like molecule <laughs> by molecule. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't like though is every time I see Vinnie Jones now when he tries to be a tough guy, the only thing I think is oh, "I'm the juggernaut, bitch." Yeah, because <laughs> I hate that line. <laughs> um, well, and and because anymore he's he's just not as cool yeah. as he is like back in Snatch and stuff like that. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I don't know. It, it feels like I don't know if he's hamming it up or he's just not trying. Um, you know, it's probably because he's just doing it for money. Probably. I see, would. see how bad it is when people just do things for money. Meh, he's and rich. when they don't work with Guy Ritchie anymore. <laughs> what does Guy Ritchie do anymore? Stupid movies with Madonna. No, he they've no, been divorced forever. Those Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, love. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I do love those ones. He is a cool director. Yeah. Remember when, when he's uh, not making that Castaway with Madonna? Swept, swept away. away. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was. <laughs> Castaway's a good movie. Don't sell Castaway. <laughs> Castaway. Yeah, I don't know. I still had fun. Like it's it's Escape Plan has a fairly good pacing, and I was never bored. And um, and I took my eleven year old 
niece Taylor to see this, mm-hmm. and she liked it. <laughs> they say fuck a lot, but there's really no violence. Yeah. The lady next to me, though, every time that there was like supposed to be violence, like when Vin D- uh, Vinny Jones falls down the stairs, which was very tame, because mm-hmm. then you just see like a shot of him and like he's laying there and there's a pool of blood. Man, she freaked out. <laughs> she saw that. And she was, oh my goodness! And I was like, what, what did you think happened? He fell down the stairs on his neck. I mean, really, the only thing that was missing from this movie was when Schwarzenegger opens up the hatch and he's running. He should have said, run, get to the chopper. Oh, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, that would have been, been awesome. Good. That would have been awesome. Yeah. They should make a predator with him coming back as Dutch, mm. like as a predator hunter, where instead of the predators hunting humans, he hunts the predators now, goes into space. That'd be awesome. You know what I got really excited for? because of this movie was the new Conan like a movie where he's Conan but he's old oh. mm-hmm. like letting him be an actor and lead a movie again and something that's like cool and different it's not you know just him as yeah, a sheriff a few movies people. coming out yeah I'm excited I'm glad he's back me too that's kind of my problem with the movie is like I don't know why I keep going in going in expecting like like it was fun watching Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger you know be on screen together but for some reason, I go thinking, oh, well, in this day and age of, like, what kind of movies they make, they're going to elevate their game. And then I go watch the movie and, like, oh, they're still making the same movie they made in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they haven't learned anything new. If if anything, I would say that those guys in this movie elevate the material itself. Yeah. And Jim Caviezel. But, like, like if you recast those ga- those characters as no-names, this this is... Yeah. It's a straight-to-DVD. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, Yeah. It, well, it just Starring it Jason just Statham. It just doesn't get made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, unfortunately, yeah. Man. Was well, Jason Statham, like, I feel like he's a guy that could take more serious roles and just doesn't. Yeah. This is what I've been saying. This is my whole argument, is that he is actually a good actor. And if you go back to, like, the Snatch days when he Well, and, really... and Lockstock. Yeah. He really was good. And yeah. now he just chooses these roles that are shit. And yeah. now he's typecast into it. Well, so he, he also so he has millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also so, doing like, like Redemption goes straight to DVD. And I'm sure he's really heartbroken about it. No, <laughs> but sure, I mean, sure I, not, but I think I've heard from Jason Tatum in, in interviews <laughs> where he's <laughs> like, yeah, most of the characters I play are one dimensional. <laughs> but it's it's almost like he just has an agent and he's like, yeah, I just act in movies wherever they tell me to go. Yeah, it's a, it's just a shame because I like Jason Tatum. And I, you know, it's not that I don't like you know the transporter. The first one, but um, when every movie you do is a transporter, we've literally hit every running conversation for the last two years in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It is. Next, we just got to have an argument about, or we just have to have a, a conversation about uh, Quickster. Remember when when Netflix was, or uh, Quitflix? Remember when Quickster? Netflix was gonna, yeah, whatever it was called. Nope. <laughs> Neither does anyone else. <laughs> No, I do, but I remember yeah. you were really pissed off about it. Uh, was I? Yeah, you, we talked about you it for it was a few like weeks the stupidest in a row. name. It was re- oh no, it was a really stupid name. We Obviously had a whole segment we called "What's Netflix screwing up this week?" Yeah, yeah. which then turned into "What's uh, What's AMC fucking up this week?" Mm-hmm. When AMC James was is, uh, deep down inside is one of the internet people that just doesn't post on the internet. <laughs> what? Well, uh, He's called uh, you a troll. That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> Man, I am not a troll. I hate Star Trek now. I hate Netflix. Oh, my God. I hate this. Can we end this show? <laughs> John, Amanda, talk about how people can find you guys. Uh, we, as I said earlier, uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash pay to the film. Um, 
Pater with a T, P A T E R. Uh, everything that we've got is linked to on the Facebook page. Um, so we've we've got a ton of content out there, um, and you can you can find it all there. And Amanda wants to add something to that. Um, I was just going to say we do have 16 days left on our Kickstarter, and we are only a small percentage of our way there. So spreading the word, showing your support. Um, right now, we are just focused on raising funds so we can make this film into reality. Very cool. cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for having us, Thank guys. Thank you. Thanks for, for coming by. We knew we'd get you to talk. We knew it. We got she, she almost ripped your arm off trying to get that mic a couple times. I knew it was going to happen. She, she, she yeah, in case you forgot something. James, I'm sorry. I was just teasing. No, you're not. J- James is really upset just about that. Just shut up. He's so upset he's not even going to buy Star Trek Into Darkness, guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like the longest running joke, like my Jason Statham joke. Been going Honestly, on since, been this, since January. That's that's the whole tactic you have. You're going to keep making this joke until I buy that DVD just to shut you up. No, I'm going to get and be like, I told you you're going to buy it. He already <laughs> owns it. Yeah, I own it. So No, no, no. no, no, no. Is. You don't know. No, he doesn't. He borrowed it from his brother. Yeah. Well, to prove we live in the same house. No, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. To prove a point. And even Jake is like, dude, what's wrong with you, dude? Just get the fucking movie. No, actually, Jake felt slighted. No. Slighted. Did he? What What? He feature, was what feature did he not get that he wanted? I don't know. Exactly. No one knows because no one cares. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.